Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Before we started, because I feel the bladder levels rising, rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with, with the, the flood. flood. And Doc, what do we do? We help the mainstream make sense and put that culture in context while making potty jokes in between <laughs> and breaking down the entire U.S. Politico structure since the 1950s in enough time for you to digest while on your bathroom break. You know, an hour and a half. So several bathroom breaks. Well, Maybe your drive home. I mean, I broke that down within like five minutes, right? That's enough time to like, you know, think being in the bathroom for a little while. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. So, how about this, Doc? You ask me all the time. Mental health check. What's going on in Dockland? Oh, oh, just turning the tables mm -hmm. on me again today. Uh, I'm seeing quite a crowd of boxes and things yeah, around. You already know what it is, and if you don't know, well... Now you know. You about to find out. <laughs> we have another little addition to the Doc family coming on the way here. Little Dee Dee, little Daphne dream. Um, we just had a baby shower yesterday, and yeah, no, I've got tons of baby stuff in like every corner of my house oh yeah at the minute there's a stroller over there the like day. there's some, some pampers a little like swing a play mat yeah yeah i said last week that we were officially in spooky season and you're officially in baby, baby season, season. <laughs> yes yes i hope i don't unintentionally spread baby fever to anybody who may be listening or watching this at the moment because it is real. <laughs> but if he does... My tiny little house is being... Daniel made. is a great name. <laughs> Not for a girl, though. Danielle. Daniela. Mm. Mm. I went with Daphne because I've always been a Scooby-Doo fan. We'll argue about Scooby-Doo another time. <laughs> There's... I don't know what the hate you have for Scooby-Doo. I think it is mid-tier cartoon. I didn't say it was God tier. I just yes, say you it. Did. You it, were like Scooby Doo is God tier. I think if we look at Josie and the Pussycats, if we look at Jabberjaw, if we look at like all the like millions of, it was like millions. Wacky Racers OP. Yes, Wacky Racers is OP. But that's like because Hanna Barbera said, "Here's all of our beloved it's the characters." Smash Brothers of Hanna Barbera. Yes. Oh my God! Why have they not done that? Why have they not done? You know they're Nick, they're doing Nickelodeon All Stars, right? Yeah, but like I feel like it's way beyond time for a Hanna Barbera racing game in the style of like a Mario Wacky Kart game. Yeah, in the style of Mario Kart. That'd be, that would Come be on. great. I, didn't I tell you they just like um, rebooted like the Hanna-Barbera properties in a cartoon on HBO Max called yeah. Jellystone and it's fucking hilarious, <laughs> dog. Like, 
It's so offbeat. It's kind of like they did what Teen Titans go to the Hanna-Barbera properties mm -hmm. as if that hadn't been done like a thousand times already, right? Still fucking funny as shit. Still funny as shit. Speaking of reboots, remakes, and trailers, Netflix had a three-hour streaming event where they introduced us to over 70 trailers. Three hours later. 28 new series have been announced, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Some of the other things we had going on this week, Nintendo announced that they are going to be doing a Super Mario Brothers movie. They've also announced a lot more things. Like I mean, Splatoon 3 is another thing that they ooh, announced. Splatoon 3, as if that's the big news to come out of, no, the big news to come out of the Nintendo event was definitely the Super Mario Brothers movie announcement. It's not gonna be live action for all of you guys hoping they were gonna remake everybody's favorite terrible movie from the 90s. No, no, but, but, we will get to hear Seth Rogen laugh as a monkey for over fucking 90 minutes. And Charlie Day and as Luigi. <laughs> Yo, I could definitely see Charlie stealing a bag of shrooms off Cricket yep. and stumbling down the wrong sewer pipe and ending up in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Yep. <laughs> right. All right, so... So we got Jack Chris, Black as Bowser, though. Jack Black is Bowser. I don't know how I feel about it. So I, Bowser is going to sing to us, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times... While he's stealing Peach, right? Definitely going to be... And I had to... Look, all right. You know, so, who, you know who I would want to see voice Bowser? Who? Vin Diesel. I thought you were going to say Keith David, which is who the fuck it should have been. <laughs> That's actually also really good. Why is it not Keith David? I mean, no disrespect to Jack Black, right? Like, you know, cultural icon. I just can't see Jack Bowser sounding like that. Like, I mean, Jack Black has done some pretty good voice acting work, you know, and character work before. I just, yeah, no, I would actually, definitely- Actually, you know who really should voice Bowser? Philomar. Christopher Sabat. Who does he voice? Well, Piccolo and Vegeta, for starters. Uh, okay. Kuwabara? Phil Lamar. Phil could probably do it. What do you mean could probably do it? Phil Lamar is probably, it's like, I, I was gonna say is like the best voice actor hands down of all time, but. Laughs at Mark Hamill. Yeah, I was gonna say Mark Hamill, right? Like, no, the, no disrespect to. It, the, the tons of female like voice actresses and stuff out there. Oh God, whose names I'm blanking on at the moment. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yes, so as you hinted though, the news that everybody want, would want to know when being introduced to the idea of a Super Mario Brothers movie was, well, who the fuck is going to be Mario, right? And in the age of, you know, inclusiveness, and in the age of, like, representation, as you would have it, you would think that they would probably get an Italian guy, <laughs> right? Like, Charlie could kind of pass for Italian, maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, it's not live action, so I don't think no. they're that... No, which is why they went with Chris Pratt. What the fuck did you think? Right? Who else to play everybody's favorite plumber other than everybody's favorite fuck-up? I guess Andy got tired of chasing dinosaurs around Jurassic Park and decided to go get his hands on some Bowser. 
Right. Or just take an easy paycheck in a sound booth. I mean, hey, look, right? After doing all that heavy lifting as Star-Lord, you know, fucking up our chances at the universe, right? Uh, I could have done that a little bit better. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) Star-Lord. And look, I sent this to you off mic, but I feel like it still is worth mentioning. Ian Taylor Joy is like fucking half the age of Chris Pratt, so I know Peach better not be anybody's love interest in this movie, right? Like the, I mean, the optics. I guess, I guess, okay. Because it's, it's not live action, right? Before all of you conservative PC triggered people get your like panties in a bunch, like, it's a live action movie, why does it matter? Because it's not a live action movie, it doesn't matter. <laughs> But initially, when I was reading, I was like, wait, that's a little odd. But I mean, like, all right, so my first thought when you were telling me about this was that it was live action. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so if you're assuming it's a live action Like, when you told me it was animated, I'm like, oh, Oh, this might be good. Yeah, and apparently it's being animated by um, Insomnia Studios. uh, Despicable Me. And um, it's being directed by the guys behind Teen Titans Go, the movie. The script is being written by a guy who worked on the Lego movie. There's definitely some talent behind it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's stacked, right? Like, it's definitely got the potential to be... Well, I'm... What did you say? I'm optimistically... Cautiously optimistic. Yes, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Based off of what we know so far. I do know that (laughs) the Italian gaming community and Italian Twitter have been having a time roasting the fuck out of Chris Pratt as Mario, though. So I mean, if he leans into his Andy Dwyer... You take that... that, Did you catch my joke earlier? Andy got tired of chasing dinosaurs around Jurassic Park, so... Oh shit, back it up. Make sure you get the Oh shit, no you didn't. <laughs> oh, let me see your hips. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Oh my god. So are you excited for this Mario movie? I am cautiously optimistic. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. What are some of the things you got for us this week? How about another thing I am? Cautiously optimistic about. They released the intro for the new live-action Cowboy Bebop. Ah, ah. See, I was holding on to that till we got into this Netflix event. But let's, yeah, let's just talk about the Netflix event since we're here. Starting with the live-action Cowboy Bebop intro. I, I like it. <laughs> it's right? very stylized. Yeah, I mean, but it was styled to the T of the original intro, right? Which I felt like they matched up pretty well. We've got to see everybody in full costume now. We've gotten to see what some of the shots are gonna look like, you know, what the direction is gonna look like. Um, What the characters look like in costume, moving. What the sets are gonna look like and everything. Um, And uh, what did we? I I said it was giving me like kind of Wes Anderson vibes. Who I was picking up on, like it reminded me of like the cinematography of the Tim Burton Batman's. Yeah, 
Yeah, but both of us keyed in on a very like Marvel kind of feel, right? Like you You said it was it reminded you of Loki at first, and I said it reminded me of Wanda Division. Right, yeah. So if Marvel did an anime series, right? It would be that's what I, that's what this feels like to me. If Marvel got their hands on like yeah, an anime property or something like that. So I mean, once again, cautiously optimistic. Everybody looked like fit their roles pretty well. Um, we still don't know much about the storyline, although it looks like it includes most of. The I mean, it's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, we're familiar with, right? Yeah. So I mean, I just don't know. Did you notice the remake the wheel? So would you be interested in watching a live action series where they just redid every episode but live action? Or would you want it to follow like the arc of the movie that they did? I mean, I'd want it to just like they can have some creative liberty, but I don't need them like like if you're just remaking the series, just yeah, that's tell what the I'm story. saying. Remaking so you would want like a shot for shot remake but in live action. Not really a shot for shot, but why fix something that's not broken? I feel you. I just, I guess, what angle do we approach with it then, right? Kind of like in non-Netflix related news, jumping back into Netflix right after this, (laughs) this Twisted Metal series, right? Like we're getting more information about the Twisted Metal series from uh, Ronan. I was reading a reporting that says that some more casting details have come out about that show and it seems that Anthony Mackie will be taking the lead role in another series. Hey yo, can we give Anthony Mackie a fucking championship ring? Cause this dude is out here getting, look, Altered Carbon, Black Mirror, fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like he- You wanna get your championship ring of the week? (laughs) Anthony Mackie? I just feel like, give that man his roses, yo. He out here doing Samuel L. Jackson numbers. Like, Anthony Mackie is literally, every time I turn around, this nigga is in another fucking movie, yo. I still think he, his head looks like a me head. It's fair. (laughs) But yes, he will be playing the lead role, and I believe we've gotten a little bit more about what the series is supposed to be about. So it is being written by Paul Winrick from uh, Deadpool and uh, Michael Jordan Smith from Cobra Kai, right? Okay. So those are some of the people behind it. And the series will follow a milkman who is given the opportunity of a lifetime, you know, figure out pieces of his past and like change his life for the better by transporting a package through like the desert wasteland, post-apocalyptic wasteland. And- This sounds like Castaway meets, say it again? Twisted Metal is a high octane action comedy based on an original take by a series, or based on an original take. A motormouth outsider offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a package across the post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savages, marauder, savage marauders, driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including derang- a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. Oh, okay, so it's Lord of the Rings meets Mad Max. Doe, 
His character's name is John Doe. Is a smart-ass milkman who talks as fast as he drives. With no... Which sounds perfect for fucking Anthony Mackie. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, this is Lord of the Rings meets Bad Max. I'm all here for it. Like I said, I'm here for anything Anthony Mackie does. Just about anything Anthony Mackie does. Um, as long as he doesn't do some Harvey Weinstein shit. Or some Bill Cosby shit. That would really suck. <laughs> um, don't fuck it up, Anthony. <laughs> Root for you. Uh, You're but, literally Captain Falcon at this point. Yo, and John Doe, and the robot uh, army soldier thing from, God, what was that Netflix movie? It was like the first of, like, out of Netflix, like, 100 movies of the summer or whatever. I can't even fucking remember. Uh, at this point, right? It's so much content, because back into the Netflix to dumb. So, wait, is that how you say... The event, because like the event was called like the Tadum event. Is that like the noise that Netflix makes when you first started up? If this live stream wasn't called Netclips, somebody's doing something wrong. Anyway, so out of the Tadum event, <laughs> we got the uh, Cowboy Bebop trailer. We also got a the Witcher Two trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, an exclusive look from the Witcher season or the Witcher season mm -hmm. two. We got so. The uh, Sandman trailer, Neil Gaiman Sandman, yep. the, added, the live action adaptation of that, that's looking pretty, uh, That you know what that kind of reminded me of a little bit? It was like Westworld, yeah. kind of, but like magic. <laughs> a little Matrixy too. Yeah, yeah, for anybody who isn't familiar, that is the uh, series, the uh, graphic novel series by Neil Gaiman of American Gods and Coraline fame, right? Like, isn't that weird? Same guy did Coraline. American guy. <laughs> um, so another thing that popped up on Netflix, the League of Legends Arcane oh. trailer. So do you want to explain a little bit of lore behind the League so of Legends? So the lore is, it's from what I can tell, it's in Piltover based around Vi and Jinx, okay. who are sisters. Right, and they're two of the in-game characters, right? Yeah. Okay. And the other people I saw uh, were Jace, the scientist yeah. combined with magic. Heimerdinger, who's an asshole. <laughs> First of all, Heimerdinger sounds like a euphemism for asshole, right? You remember that dude with like the, cra the little thing with like the weird crazy hair? Yeah. That was Heimerdinger. Right. He's right. really fucking annoying to play against in the game. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> but my biggest takeaway is it's just a reminder fuck by. Yeah, uh, wow. I may be better. Wow. Wow. But no, the show looks great. The yeah, animation's was, fantastic. Yeah, the animation style is... It's unique is, and yeah, well done. That's what I was going to say. It does look... It's it's almost like cell shading, but like a 3D computer-generated, like... It, to me, seems more like comic book inking brought to life. Mm, mm -hmm. I got that feel, too. I got that... We also got to see the Army of the Thieves tra uh, prequel to Army of the Dead by Zack Snyder. Uh, so this is actually, this prequel actually follows Dieter, Safecracker or whatever. Yeah. And this is how his background and how he got, you know, mixed up with the crew that would eventually break into that casino in Army of the Dead, right? This is what he was doing beforehand. And it looked good, right? So it's like Zack Snyder's takes, take on a heist movie. We also got what I found to does be- Does Indiana Jones and the Raiders, or does Indiana Jones count as a heist movie? 
Raiders, so all Indiana Jones movies? Well, what's the name of the... Cause yeah, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. That's right. the first one. Yeah, yes. Does that count as a heist movie? Do all Indiana Jones movies count as heist movies? Is all archaeology a heist movie? All right, let's just steal the Declaration of Independence <laughs> and get this over with. <laughs> right, that's the logical conclusion to this, right, is we end up right back in National Treasure. <laughs> Shout out to Nicholas Cage, who apparently was so fucking drunk, he got kicked out of a bar over the weekend. <laughs> uh, old habits die hard, Nick. <laughs> Remember, you still have an Oscar. Isn't that crazy? Nicholas Cage has an Oscar. Oscar. And I mean... Once again, not saying that Nicolas Cage is a bad actor. Just saying, do the Oscars mean much? <laughs> so one of the things I found, one of the uh, trailers I found like very interesting and out of left field, and of course you know you got your typical things like Stranger Things season four, a clip from Netflix's movie with The Rock and uh, Ryan Reynolds' Red Notice. Yeah. We got another clip, Don't Look Up, Netflix's sneaky comedy, right? Because I didn't know this movie was going to be a yeah, comedy. No, it, it's, it's a dark comedy, and I, I love Leo yeah. in comedies. So, yeah, Don't Look Up, uh, another clip was released for that. And all of this stuff can be found on The Verge, right? Like, this is all... I'm pulling all of this from a Verge article that I looked at covering what they found to be some of the most interesting things on there. But two of, two of the things I found pretty interesting to take away from this, one was a trailer for a Korean series called Hellbound. Oh um, yeah, this was a wild trailer. Yeah, uh, the trailer was all in Korean, so I could not tell you what anybody was The subtitles saying. were even in Korean. The subtitles were Korean. And the description on Verge says, <laughs> it is a Korean horror series which showed some very buff monsters. <laughs> and when we say buff, I mean these monsters was brolic, son. It was three of no, them. You remember that? And they bust into this fucking Starbucks, yo. You remember that episode of Samurai Jack where he goes into the volcano and he fights the dude made of like molten rocks? Yeah, that's he looked of... like they looked like that. Yes, they did. They literally. Or um, Cinderblock from Team Titans. Right, right, and they just bust up in this fucking Starbucks and completely like start wrecking shit, yep. right, and chasing this sweaty dude. And I, the whole time, right, the, when we saw the sweaty dude sitting at the table, I was like, he knows something, right? He looking at his clock. Yep watching the time run down the time before he knew they was coming to snatch the soul up out that ass like, because they literally fucking tracked this nigga down right and he got falcon punched falcon punched <laughs> that dude yo so yeah no hellbound looked pretty good but what everybody is probably talking about at this point is the kanye west documentary gene Yes! And say it like that because it is spelled the most phonetic way possible. <laughs> J-E-E-N hyphen Y-U-S. Yes! I don't get it. I don't. But the trailer, though, showed a very endearing, reminiscent, like, hungry side. Not to say that Kanye isn't always hungry, right? But, like, when like establishing Kanye like the Kanye that was trying to make a playing on Chappelle's show Kanye yeah yeah 
right like him in most deaf and Kanye just spitting bars and man I miss the old Kanye <laughs> and not the new Kanye the back to our school Kanye man so yes Netflix's to dum event <laughs> went over pretty well from I mean what we've seen Netflix really is still digging their heels in at you know establishing themselves as a power player as far as like uh you know content creation goes so and much so that don't look up is going to be released in select theaters yes on christmas eve right on christmas so netflix is really like you know they're kind of showing their ass at the table right like they putting all their coins out there like yo Come on, we about to drop a movie in theaters. With like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right, right, this isn't some... Leonardo DiCaprio, mill, like, biggest, movie star, biggest movie star on the planet. No, that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Are you kidding? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think there's only, like, one actor who is beating him in, like, monetary like Kevin statistics Hart. right now. No, it's not Kevin Hart. I can't remember who it is. It's somebody wild like i kept wanting to say jack ryan but that is not a real person that is a character um i, I was gonna say like shannon tatum but it's not shannon tatum either i can't remember who the fuck it is but yes no to answer your question it is Dwayne the rock johnson do you smell what the rock is good it is definitely box offices fair out of all of these what is the most ex what is the thing you are most excited for coming out of this Netflix event. I Would mean, it be the League of Witch Legends? Witcher season two. Definitely. Is, yeah. And I am optimistic generally about the League of Legends series. And the, so my point was it Netflix is definitely like trying to put up like establish itself as the Drake of the streaming services, right? <laughs> like they're shotgun approaching content out. Everybody was kind of like saying, "Oh, Netflix is falling off. Like there's nothing to watch on Netflix, right?" And then they come out with this to dumb event, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, there ain't nothing to watch on here, y'all, man, because we not streaming." Like you know, the thing everybody complains about is you used to be able to watch like all your old favorite movies and stuff yep. on Netflix. And now you gotta go to like Amazon and rent yep. them shits. And it's like, Netflix is like, look, boo, I can't do nothing for you there. If you want it, you gotta pay for it. But here's what we can do for you. Um, there's tons of new stories that want to be told and, there's, and there are people who are willing to tell those stories. So we are going to throw money at whatever the fuck comes to us and if it works then you'll get three seasons of it if not well then enjoy these like eight episodes <laughs> so ayo i mean look i'm here for it like i well, said some people would be lucky to get eight episodes giuliani is never gonna be on fox news again no more episodes for rudy and I was reading an article in the Hive. Yeah, I was reading an article in the Hive. And they said Rudy's extra hurt because it was through Rudy Giuliani's efforts that Fox News was able to establish itself as yep. a legitimate <laughs> TV channel. 
<laughs> it was Rudy's campaigning to Time Warner Media that got <laughs> syndicated. Yep. Right? And now they're like, look, Rudy, I know. I know what you did for us, Rudy. <laughs> Would you say it's like leaving a toxic relationship or putting your dog down? Wow, he said that with my dog sitting right in between us. King's fine. I definitely feel like it's more like a toxic relationship, but in the sense of like that. I'm thinking putting your dog down, actually. I'm thinking it's like, no, because he's not, it's not a permanent ban, right? And I don't even think it's like a, a full... I forget, but broadcast ban, right? Like, I don't they think... They took him off appearing on Fox and Friends on September 11th. Yo, that's... Okay, so I wanted to talk about... Dude, like, the thing that made Rudy Giuliani... Rudy Giuliani... Was, was 9 Yes. Yes, right? Because before then, he was, like, an authoritarian, <laughs> like, police abuse... Rudy definitely was, like, not... America's anything before 9-11, yeah. right? Like, he was almost a fucking, like, social pariah even back then, right? And it seems like the main reason, though, that Fox News is banning him is because of the liable, right? Which is why I said it's not a permanent ban. It's once they're like, yo, Rudy, you hot right now, B. Like, we can't do any work with you. No, you can't come get packs off over here because they looking at you heavy. Ever since that Dominion shit, right? Yeah. Ever, Fox News got... Remember, Fox News got hit with the lawsuit from Dominion, too, because of that wild shit they was letting Mike, uh, Mike Lindell and Rudy Giuliani pop off with. I think that this is them trying to protect their necks. And once the heat dies down on Rudy, they'll have him back on again. You know, and they'll ask him, they'll be like, hey, look, you know, Rudy, you... They won't embarrass him on national TV. Rudy, like, he's hot right now, son. Nigga get drunk every time he gotta go do an interview. So maybe Rudy's more like the mistress. I'm, with his hand down his pants and shit. Right? Like, he was supposed to be the cleanup guy because once he got rid of Michael Cohen, he Rudy was supposed to fill that spot, right? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, Michael Cohen is sitting back laughing. Well, I guess he's not sitting back laughing because he's in jail, right? I mean, he gotta take a serious plea bargain. They all gonna be taking some plea bargains soon. Oh, man. Here's another little Trump date. Trump is claiming the New York Times had insidious plot to get his private records. And Mary Trump's response is, he's a fucking moron. So he's suing her because she called him a fucking moron? No, because of some quote-unquote insidious plot. So he believes she's participating in a plot to get his personal records. Yep. And he's suing her for that. Yep. And her response is, he's a fucking moron. Yep. Because he is a fucking moron, <laughs> yo. He, okay. So I guess we'll do these Trump dates. His audit in Arizona failed just recently. Yep. So now he is pressuring Greg Abbott to do an audit in Texas, right? And... Of course, Greg Abbott caved because they all want Trump to run again in 2024 because the chances of him beating Biden are pretty good at this point. And if you don't think that that is true, then I would like you to wake up and welcome yourself to the real world. <laughs> Do we really think Biden's going to run again? Probably not. That's where 
they're still in La La Land, but in keeping up with like the narrative. Like I thought we already knew that Trump, Biden was just the Band-Aid president. Biden didn't want to run in the first fucking place, right? Right. And he only ran because the corporate Democrats couldn't get anybody past Bernie Sanders. But that's a discussion for another day. If Biden was to run again, Trump would wash him in a landslide. It is just obvious. Yeah. Even though Biden is making some substantial moves here, they're, they're slow in sequence, which we all knew was going to happen with him as president, which is why most of the people who were tapped in didn't want him as president. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, Trump is still trying to overturn the election <laughs> almost two years later. So sad. And what continues to be the Republicans' sad and pathetic attempt to maintain power in what is the culture war. Uh, and this latest attempt, like I said, is him pressuring Greg Abbott into auditing and coming out and finally admitting that he did bribe Brian Kemp or try to, you know, bribe or force Brian Kemp to overturn the election in Georgia with that phone call that he made yeah. that got leaked. And he is now going so far as to promote Democrats in upcoming elections where they are facing Republicans that speak out against him. And the ultimate 5D <laughs> chess move, not that I think like the fucking QAnon nuts think that, oh, Trump is just playing 5D chess, right? I mean... Well, we this said is, that Rudy already is. This is a very big troll, right? Like, this is a pro-level troll, right? Because if it works, what does Trump think he'll get out of? It's almost like he thinks if he's able to get Republicans to vote for Stacey Abrams in the next election to get Brian Kemp out of office, then he will be able to say, I got... Stacey Abrams elected or it was my endorsement in Georgia that got her elected right because then his con because that's how his constituents work right they'll fucking go out and because they didn't go out and vote right that's part of the reason why he fucking lost because they didn't go out and vote because they thought the election was rigged right yeah so they either won't go out and vote for Brian Kemp because Trump doesn't want Brian Kemp in office, and then Stacey Abrams will win, and he'll say it was his endorsement that got her in office, or they will go out and vote, and they'll just vote for Stacey Abrams because Trump told them to vote for Stacey Abrams. And either way, he gets to... I just want you all to see, like, the rub, right? Because that's exactly what it is. That's, that's how this shit will work. And I just want y'all to know that when it happens, I will be calling and called it. <laughs> yep. We get to do that pretty much every week, which is kind of wild. But yeah, I, I think it's kind of wild that he is literally pulling this, right? Because it... I don't feel like it really works out for him... <laughs> The long run, right? Like saying that he got Stacey Abrams elected, what does that do for him other than make his constituents go, 
well, what's up with Stacey Abrams? And then accidentally converting them? Accidentally on purpose? Is Trump a Democrat psyop? No, I think he's just that much of a petulant child so that when me, someone in his own team tries to call him out... Hear me out, though. Hear me out. Hear me out. Tinfoil hat time. Trump runs the government the way that... Can you never say that sentence again? Trump ran the government. There you go. Trump ran the government the way a father coaches a basketball team. Okay, so hear me out. Tinfoil hat time. You know the phrase fight fire with fire, right? Yeah. You know that Trump Trump was was a Democrat for the longest time, yeah. right? Like he's he's donated to Democratic campaigns and stuff like that. Yeah. Things, you know. I know I'm not the first person to say this, but it's stuff like this that makes me go, what if he's just cosplaying as the worst Republican ever? to expose all of the bad things about Republicans. <laughs> what a twist! And make the Democrats look good? And now he's instituting the final, like, wheel in his plan where he, as a Republican, is endorsing Democratic candidates? You see, one day the Democrats are on top. The next, the Republicans, and the wheel goes round and round. I'm not here to be on top of the wheel. I'm here to make it gilded. You almost made him sound like a snooty Frenchman just now. Well, I mean, what's the difference between a snooty Frenchman and Cersei Lannister? I'm just really confused by this. The genocide. It's the genocide. I'm really confused by this play attempt, right? Like, because like I said, it, 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 it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. What's next? Him endorsing taxing the rich? Didn't he do that already? Like, I feel like he does do shit like that, right? You know what he would do? He'd give away all of his fortune and then say tax the rich. He wouldn't give it away. He would put it in, like, an offshore, like... Yeah, no, he would... Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. like... Liquid. Funnel it through some like, shadow on, charity companies. Like... Well, I can't... I, do, I actually... I'm actually broke. I don't have... Any you money. see that guy on the street? He has more money than I do. You see that guy on the street? He knows when to take a break. Kamala Cameltoe. He called her Kamala Cameltoe just now. Like, like that was clever, right? Like, but. They think that that racism kind of shit is funny, right? Like, cause I guess cause she's Indian and shit like that, and like that's vaguely Middle Eastern. Like these motherfuckers is still like they still think that like Indian and fucking Arabic are like the same thing. Like, oh god, oh my god, the the ignorance, the ignorance levels are rising up. Like, so, anyway. Let's slide in the hot Twitter take of the week because, I mean, for anybody who is, like, listening and was wondering what the fuck I was just talking about, I was looking at that FedEx driver who went viral on TikTok for telling people who have BLM or Kamala Harris Joe Biden signs in their front yard that he wasn't going to deliver their packages and then promptly got fired from his fucking job because, of course the fuck he did. What kind of dumbass... That, 
it's almost as dumb as the devious, the devious licks trend, right? Like, this, it, it's almost like he was doing his own devious licks, but like in reverse. Instead of stealing the packages, I just won't deliver them, right? Because <laughs> fuck you liberals and your like equality and fucking lives matter bullshit. What the fuck? God damn it, Joe. The internet has made you people so fucking thirsty for clout that you are willing to get your, you are willing to self-incriminate now at this point for clout. You motherfuckers are so, so sick of you goddamn internet. The internet used to be a fun place. With no ads. You remember? fucking killsometime.com and like Newgrounds Newgrounds and shit like that yeah that was fun. well I mean not to say that those sites weren't full of problematic shit too but oh Newgrounds was fucking filth yeah but but oh nobody was worried about going viral back then now you niggas anything anything for somebody to say yeah I agree with that dude Fuck delivering their packages. <laughs> so, Twitter take of the week. <laughs> yes. Give me your takes. Lend me your takes. Man, MCU fans ain't even Marvel fans anymore. This was a response to this tweet. X-Men are not more popular than the Avengers. Y'all gotta get with the times. Okay, so I don't necessarily disagree with it. I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that MCU fans are different than Marvel fans at this point. No, I don't disagree with the fact that the Avengers are more popular than the X-Men at this point. It is time to give with the times, guys. Like, if that was the case, then the New Mutants would have hit harder than it did, even though it took four years for it to come out and it was still trash. Because y'all have been supporting trash X-Men movies, but... <laughs> this one was oddly quiet, right? But y'all keep pulling up to them Infinity War movies, and when the next fucking Avengers movie pulls up or I'll comes out, there. exactly. So stop pretending like y'all really know. What y'all want is another fucking storm to I fuck, and another fucking like, uh, which call Xavier and Hugh Jackman and Magneto, right? Yeah, and Wolverine, right? Like Hugh that's, Jackman. That's, that's all y'all fucking care about. Y'all don't really care about the X-Men like that. Y'all don't care about Rogue. Y'all don't care about Iceman like that. Nobody... Iceman is broken! <laughs> y'all don't care. Y'all don't care about Forge like that. Come on, stop. Shout out to Gambit. You see, you see cool Zack Gambit cosplay? Right. If y'all really cared about X-Men like that, it wouldn't have taken six directors and like four cancellations to get this fucking Gambit movie off the road, right? Like... Fucking poor Channing Tatum keeps getting older and older, and he's not even gonna be able to play Gambit sooner. <laughs> Actually, I mean, he still might be able to play like an old Gambit, right? But point, my point here being, stop acting like y'all care about this shit because fan promoted stuff. Like y'all know how to fan source this shit if y'all really want. Netflix By the way, we have a Patreon. It is funny to me that when Netflix had the chance while it had its hands in the Marvel pot, they didn't do an X-Men thing, right? Like, well, I guess- the rights to Yeah, no, Sony still had the rights to that Fox. Shit, right? Or Fox, yeah, Fox, Fox. Then Disney bought Fox, but not Fox News. They're like, yeah, you can keep that. Uh, so, 
yeah, no, I agree with the take. Like, the X-Men may be beloved, but I don't think they're as popular as they used to be, right? Even though their storyline is still relevant, right, in today's day and age. And I feel like the New Mutants proved that with the way they were able to take normal teen tropes and fit them into gaining your mutant powers, right? Like, so this take actually started because the X-Men were trending because one of the like Marvel insiders was talking about dropping the men from the name. And this is exactly what Deadpool 2 was making fun of. It's so, it's such an overcorrection. It feels very comedic. And I'm sure to some people it would have an impact and, you know, make them feel more included. But I just feel like this is one of those roundabout things that like, it's just momentary, right? Because if they did do it, which I feel like is a good chance that they will do it, right? Like the next movie will just be called X, right? <laughs> X-Force, X-Factor. Well, they've already done that in the comics. So there is a precedent for dropping the X or the men from the name, right? That's already comic established. But in line of secession for the movies, right? Like, that's a real brand shift that I yeah. could see them doing because of the pre and the, the precedent that's already been set and the moment at hand when you take, you know, the cultural yeah. temperature and everything. But I feel like in 20 years, when it's time to reboot the X franchise, we will go right back 20? into- It's not gonna take that long. <laughs> no, I'm saying from this current reboot iteration, oh. you give, yeah, when it's time to reintroduce it to the next generation, right? They will go right back into- X-Men, the next generation? Bingo. Right? So we had the X-Force run, and now it'll be X-Men, a new classic, <laughs> right? Like Coca-Cola. Why fucking change the flavor if, I don't know. Because, yeah, you know, nothing is more cringy than social justice marketing, <laughs> is I guess what I'm trying to say. I have a championship ring to give out with three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world champion yet again. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! I had a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better. Oh, yeah? Championship yep. ring of the week? Championship ring of the week? Championship ring of the DC Zebras that are still on the loose. Yo, so shout out to Casual Geographic, who um, is my like new tip, uh, TikTok addiction. Or they, uh, they, they actually, this is the second hot Twitter take of the week as well. So Casual Geographic posted a video about zebras and how they're just like donkeys on steroids. <laughs> and they're how like, apparently they donkey, or donkeys, zebras cause like the most injuries to zookeepers <laughs> a year <laughs> like more so than monkeys who i've already established will bite <laughs> it's it's not monkey pox i was gonna say it's not a matter of if it's when you're <laughs> you will get bit by a monkey if you were around them long enough but yeah it's like godwin's law apparently you're 
Yeah, apparently Monkey law? zebras fuck no zebras zebra law is that you will get fucked up, right? Like it's only it's yes, it's it's another moment of not if but when. <laughs> so the Twitter take is New Maryland invasive species? No, I don't want that. Who the fuck wants that? <laughs> you don't that? want North American zebras? No, no, absolutely the fuck not. I just got done explaining to you how they are an extremely aggressive animal. Zebras will drown, like male zebras, when in being introduced into another uh, pack, will drown all of the baby zebras, right? So that the mother becomes fertile again. I've literally watched a clip, shout out to Casual Geographic, of a male zebra attempting to drown a, a baby zebra. <laughs> Not like a baby, this was like a juvenile zebra, right? He, yeah, you want that? Well, at least that zebra caught a, caught a charge then. Do you want that? Maybe that zebra was like the daredevil of zebras. I'm just saying, I don't want that for anybody here in Maryland because we can barely handle traffic, let alone zebra. <laughs> zebra drownings. Can you imagine? going to Ocean City and sitting on the beach and being like trampled by a herd of horny zebras? No. I know you're asking why did they have to be horny? <laughs> because well, that's the other thing. People were like, are these zebras going to make it out to Assateague? That's and there we're going to get a bunch of sources. They're not horses. They're more closely related to donkeys than they are horses. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's what a mule is, right? Like, that's a donkey horse. Well, you've heard of a donkey show. People are willing to try. <sighs> that is so unnecessary. And normally it's me who says the unnecessary shit, right? Like, like being trampled by a herd of horny zebras on their way to acetine. You know, the more you we get into this, the more it does sound like a Maryland like very Maryland you kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're just If saying, there's any state that's just gonna randomly have zebras, it makes sense for Maryland. No, I was comparing the zebras to like Maryland University frat bros, but that's fine. Well fuck turtles. Trampling people on their way to acetate. Um <laughs> The Knight of Maryland Zebra. No, the Knight of Maryland Zebra. God damn it. Uh, I feel like we just came back from break and I feel like I already need another break. Championship ring go to the zebras. Oh, man. fucking catch at the fucking cafe and shit like that. And I'm like... They just bring in a fish and be like, cook this shit? Yeah, John would... <laughs> Yo, John would come That's back. That's a boss move. Yeah. Like, they would go out fishing and shit. You've never been charter fishing before? Fuck no, I haven't. Damn, yo. I definitely felt like you would be like... And how many times have you been on a boat? I mean, a lot. Okay. Alright, that's what I was Is gonna it because say. Because I'm white? Yes, and you live in Maryland, yo. <laughs> like... Oh, D Ziggy's definitely gone charter fishing. You know what I do when I go fishing? I put my rod right in front of the chum bucket to boost my self esteem. The only white people in Maryland who I assume haven't been fishing are white people from, like, Glen Burnie and Bolton. 
Everybody else in like I know Maryland. exactly the visual when you said Glenn Birdie. I'm like, yep, wife beater, Osiris shoes. Damn, I definitely thought wife beater though. Wife beater, Osiris shoes, yep. monster hat, walking down Richie Highway with the baby model with the flat tire and the stroller. Yo, yo, yep. Walking away from Marley Station Mall. <laughs> Stop. Stop. They it's, turn left up mountain. It's slander. It's slander at this point. They turn up left up mountain and they stop at Double T. And walk out three minutes later because they realize they forgot their EBT card. Wow. Wow, that got very privileged of you just now at the end. God damn. You sound like you come from Savannah Park, sir. <laughs> I come from Crofton. <laughs> They like to go yachting too. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? We're back, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Today, so, this week in history, next one week. One week from now. <laughs> Today, this week in history, next week, one week from now. Yes! <laughs> next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. George Washington transmits the Bill of Rights for ratification in 1789. It took one week for them to do it. Yeah, because they were just doing it for white people back then. Okay. So, and and it was just white guys, right? Like, white land-owning gentry. So, of course it only took a week. Duh. Well, I mean, by the voting standards back then, that's still like half the electorate. Yeah, and, and, and when half the electorate is voting on like whether or not to allow Chase Bank to gentrify more Native American land, it usually only takes them like a week, right? <laughs> so. so, the first comic strip appeared in a newspaper in 1895. Oh shit, what was the first comic strip? I don't know, that didn't say. Damn, for real dog, you gonna make me look this shit up, hold on. The Yellow Kid. Oh yeah, The Yellow Kid. The Yellow Kid is actually the start of yellow journalism. Okay. All right. I was afraid that was vaguely racist. No. <laughs> that is that is actually the, the very beginning of yellow journalism. That is where the term comes from. Although several cartoon characters appeared in American newspapers in the early 1890s, the strip The Yellow Kid, created by Richard Alcult, is often cited as the first true comic strip. It initially published in 1895, one week from today, <laughs> in New York World. The color strip was the first to use speech bubbles and a defined series of panels to create comic narratives. And so I guess that means we can thank the Yellow Kid for the Avengers. Does that mean, oh, does that mean the Yellow Kid gets a championship ring for the Boom. Avengers? <laughs> Boom! Championship ring of the week, part two, because those zebras deserve theirs. <laughs> I don't know if I it's agree. Been three weeks, dude. They're still out. Yes. I took that means I told you they're fucking menaces, son. And people are like, how the fuck can you hide with black and white stripes? It's been three weeks. They're in D.C. And PG County now. <laughs> They're spreading. They're not spreading. They're just getting further from. It's only gonna look. 
they're in PG, so I'm just trying to think of how long it's going to take for them to get to Trump country in Maryland. <laughs> oh, man, they're going to get shot so fast. In Lake Dundalk. Yep. All right, so the League of Nations approves the Protocols of Geneva in 1924, which basically sets the international rules of war. So, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing, y'all. But uh, basically they did this just because they're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't mustard gas each other. Um, yeah, because World War One was fucking brutal. You had people riding in on a horse cavalry and getting absolutely fucking ripped in half by fucking machine guns, son. And, um, that was like the first time planes were being used yep. in warfare and shit like that. Yeah, and they still had, no, okay, so I, once again, I take World War One way more fucking interesting than World War II, right? Like, I just, it, 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 there's a lot of, like, fucking details. It's a turf war. But that's what makes it so, it, well, not just that, it was literally the war of the turn of the century, right? It was the first war after, like, the industrial boom and shit like that. Yeah. So you have tanks going up against dudes on horseback with sabers and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> right? You have people digging trenches and mustard gas and like all kinds of just nefarious evil things that did not need to be conducted were conducted during World War One. Right? And then after that shit show, everybody was like, except for Hitler, everybody was like, okay, let's never do that again. Cause you had dudes coming home with like half of their faces like melted off and shit like that and like completely like just fucking decaying like absolute Cronenberg madness son yeah because because nobody knew what the fuck they were doing it was just we were just doing shit to each other because like you said it was a turf war it yep. was a war for like resource it was like the whole world was at civil war at one time, yeah. you know, and <laughs> it was not good. So this is going to be a really interesting one to follow up that directly. So shout out to the Geneva Convention. The USSR recognizes the People's Republic of China in 1947. No, 1949, I'm sorry. Then they were uh, one of the first countries to recognize the uh, People's Republic, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, when did, oh. so when did you say that Russia did it? 1949. I'm seeing, if what I'm seeing here is correct, then that means that the U.S. did not recognize communist China until 1970. I mean, that would make sense for Nixon going to China and doing the whole, like... Oh, yeah, okay, so I guess that's right. So that would be accurate then. So that means that, yeah, so you said 1949? Yeah. So that means a full 30 years. It took the U.S. a full fucking 30 years to recognize the people who they fought on the side of, right? Like, we fought on the same fucking side as China during World War II. And because they went communist afterwards, the U.S. was like, well, that's not the China I knew. 
<laughs> on some Drake shit, the U.S. was like, I don't know, you've been different ever since you've been out with them niggas. I mean, I could get into an imperious nostalgia if you really want me to, but... <laughs> the U.S. was just like, I don't know, you're just not the same no more. Ever since the war has ended, it's like you were different China, you know what I mean? And I'm over here looking at your cousin. Ever since I left the city, you... Been, been wearing less and going out more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. Hanging with some comrades I ain't seen before. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick. In 1955, Alfred Hitchcock presents premieres on CBS. Damn. 1955. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's why I like this segment, because it always helps put into perspective, like, even, because I accuse uh, Gen Z of this a lot, because they are totally guilty of acting like things three years ago didn't fucking happen. I mean, we're getting, like, two short samples and hip-hop songs, and people yeah. are acting like, oh my god, who the fuck is too short? But, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock is... Legend. Yeah, I'm championship ring to Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, he doesn't need, we don't even need to give him to him. Uh, goat status. Is Alfred Hitchcock goat status? I mean, problematic goat status, right? Because In he, the argument. He's very creepy, but I'm not going to get into whether a tortured artist actually needs to be tortured, but <laughs> Speaking of tortured artists, in 1967, the Grateful Dead were arrested by narcotics agents. Who'da thunk it? What did they get arrested with again? Do you... Everything. Was it literally everything? Like meth, coke? I'm sure it was coke, acid, right? Like, I'm sure it, like heroin, right? But I don't know. I always feel like when you get caught- Have you listened to The Grateful Dead? Yes. I don't ask Everything. me- Everything! Yeah, okay, that's fair. I don't like The Grateful Dead either. You don't- I'm not gonna say I don't like The Grateful Dead, I just- I don't- You know how I am with rock music. Yeah. I'm the same way with rock music that actually you're probably better with rap music than I am with rock music. Cause I hear rock songs that I like and I'm just like, oh that was nice. I don't care if I ever hear that again though. <laughs> And I'm not even going to say, there have totally been rock songs where I'm like, damn, I wish I knew what that was so I could hear that again. <laughs> but, and I'm sure there are some Grateful Dead songs that I've heard that I'm like, oh, that was good. There are some Grateful Dead songs I've heard and I'm like, what's next? <laughs> I mean, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, next. <laughs> In 2001, next, Scrubs premiered. Damn, 2001, huh? Yup. Do you feel old yet? <laughs> nope. JD looks the same. Well, I mean, you're also like four years younger than me, so. I'm also a 12 year old. <laughs> vampire. 229 year old vampire. 212 year old vampire. <laughs> Okay, so in 2002, the Beltway Sniper attacks start. DC Sniper. Yeah, that's what I thought. When you said Beltway Sniper, it threw me off. Like, and that's how I know it. Like, John Sniper. Lee Malvo and uh, John Muhammad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, had everybody shook the pump gas more than the gas prices, right? The only thing that had people more shook the pump gas than the gas prices. Go with that one. <laughs> 
with John Lee Malvo and fucking John Muhammad, son. Yo, and like, to this day, do we know what the motive was? It was all random, right? Like, I mean, he was plucking off white people mostly, I think. Right? Yeah, it was random, but they started dropping like tarot cards and shit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, to make it... Wasn't that a red herring, though? There was no motive behind that. Well, the biggest red herring was everybody thought it was a white van they were looking for. Yeah, yeah, and what, weren't they driving, like, a station wagon? Yeah. Yeah, man. I think John Muhammad was the one that was pulling the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Yeah. because he, he was, like, completely he brainwashed was shooting, by John He was Lee shooting Malvo. out of the keyhole in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, can we talk about, like... How the American sniper could never. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was a, was that a bad joke? I don't know. I'm just saying. Look, look. For a brainwashed dude, John Muhammad, <laughs> aim. Steph Curry levels of aim, son. I'm just on point. All I'm saying. What year was that? 2002. 2002. Yeah. Now I remember like watching like, Inside Recess. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep, and uh, I, I was gonna say, I remember watching like Inside Edition stories and <laughs> shit like that. Like, uh, wow. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. As we are talking about the 2000s, I was on Twitter today. I can't let this slide because the slander. Uh, the school, I think it was a high school, had a uh, flashback day for like, you remember how we did like the. Yeah. Home? Yeah. And there we. 2002 for a spirit or the 2000s for spirit week and them niggas wearing oversized jerseys and fucking fitted caps with the bandanas underneath and, <laughs> and the air forces with the baggy capri pants and i just i the slander <laughs> how dare y'all you put some respect on my fucking generation this shit i said watch this shit right now bro but yo like it was so pinpoint and like accurate they should have been all it should have been like Dwayne Wade jerseys, original LeBron Cleveland jerseys. Yo, it was fucking wild, son. I was like, God damn, what an error. <laughs> Number eight Kobe jerseys. What an error, son. Oh, uh, the niggas was like crumping and shit. It was yeah, no. So we had two things happen on this date in 2016. One of them, Vin Scully calls his last game for the L.A. Dodgers. Do you know who Vince Scully is? No. Vince Scully is basically the voice of baseball. Oh. Uh, he has been doing Dodger games uh, since, um, what's the word? Uh, Jackie Robinson was playing. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so how old was Vince Scully? Vince Scully is, I think he's still is? Yeah. Vince Scully is 93. Damn, this nigga was born in 1927. Yeah. He called games that Jackie Robinson played in. 1927, son. And he did it until 2016. He is the baseball broadcaster. He also looks like he says nigga a fair amount. Oh, like, he's a sweetheart. Do you think? He is a total sweetheart. That's what's up. I still believe that he says it, though. Maybe he says it when he's, like, rapping <laughs> along to Kendrick Lamar. The other thing that happened uh, Damn, was... 1927. This motherfucker is 93 years old, yo. That is fucking insane. 
I'm baffled by people who like make it past like I don't know. Fucking uh, wasn't it Norm Macdonald that just passed away? Yeah, he was like 65. 65, right? 65. This is a full like fucking uh, 28 some years like after that, right? Like. Still. And he was still calling baseball games five years ago. Sheesh. Sheesh. So, also on this day in 2016, Kim Kardashian was robbed at gunpoint. Wow. Wow, and I bet that's your last one, isn't it? Nope. Oh, it's not? Damn. God damn it, Joe. Jesus. Why did? Why do we have to be reminded of that? I mean, look. I'm not a huge fan of Kim either, right? I don't hate on her as much as, like, everybody else likes to hate on the Kardashians, right? I do think they are vapid succubuses. Yeah. But in the most genuinely human way possible. Um, but, but I don't think that she should be robbed at gunpoint either right and i also yeah, don't no. think that it, yeah it just felt like i don't know that felt like really like i said it's fun to hate on the kardashians for being like wealthy uh entitled socialites but yeah knowing that they like didn't they like tie her up and leave her in the bathtub and shit like yep. that yeah nobody should have to go i'm sorry like it, oh, except for like epstein and maybe like donald trump this is a fun follow-up Saudi-American journalist Jamal Khashoggi enters Saudi consulate in Istanbul, never to be seen again, prompting a diplomatic crisis in 2019. That happened a week from today? In 2019, yeah. God damn it, that wasn't even that long ago, yo. Jesus Christ. Well then, in 2020, Trump announced he had COVID. A week from today, huh? Yup. And that motherfucker is still alive and Chadwick Boseman is dead. Michael K. Williams is dead. Norm MacDonald is dead. Joey Jordanson is dead. Fuck Trump. I need another break. God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. You spin me right round, baby, right round, like a record, baby, right round, round, round. So as we roll into the closing half of the show today, we got some, uh, <laughs> some more COVID updates, <laughs> you know, because that continues to be a uh, topic of discussion. <laughs> We've got vaccine mandates. We've got the whole discussion on All right, Doc. the booster. Shoot, ethics. where do you want to start? So let's talk about boosters, right? Because um, the current like hot button discussion is whether or not we should be, whether or not we should begin to administer uh, boosters for people who are already vaccinated, right? Especially as um, hospitalizations continue to rise variants continue to pop up and spread that are jeopardizing even vaccinated people at the moment. And we still have a heavy COVID vaccine denier group, right? Who continue to be 
predominantly the people who end up in the hospitals due to these new variants that are spreading. But the misinformation is still out there and it's still very prevalent. How do you feel about boosters? I know you've gotten uh, both of your um, vaccine or both dosages of your vaccine, right? Like you got the Moderna, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Still waiting for my superpowers or tail. Uh, I got At this point, if it comes to like saying that we need a booster, I already had the two shots and I'm fucked in that regard. So I guess. So, but I think, you know, the main discussion at hand is the ethics of giving out boosters when there are still countries that haven't gotten their first dosages yet and still are asking for you know oh yeah yeah send that shit out right right uh and i mean i feel the same way uh but when you are being faced right now it's for me it's kind of like fuck around and find out (laughs) and it's like i i think you know the whole situation or i guess the argument on the opposite hand is when we are being faced with a situation where variants are spreading and the efficacy rate is now declining because of the amount of the people who are refusing to get vaccinated, right? It's causing a counter effect, which they are using in an effort to manipulate as misinformation, right? Saying that is the vaccine really worth getting if it's no longer effective, right? And that's, it's this fucking ridiculous cycle of misinformation. I mean, yes, essentially, right? They do continue to move the goalposts at every opportunity they get. Just wait till after you get vaccinated in six months. Just wait till after you get vaccinated in six years. Just wait till after you get vaccinated in 60 years. And I've told people, I'm more concerned about the sanitization spray that they have us using to do, because you know, just in case we forgot, me and Zig do have regular jobs, yep. and I do work in, you know, the maintenance custodial era. I work in food. and Not era, but, uh, you know. Sphere. Yeah, and they have us sanitizing with this, what is supposed to be plant-based, chemical-free uh, sanitization spray, but... And I'm more worried about, like, the fucking uh, health commercials that'll come up at 10, 15, 20 years from now. It's like, were you exposed to this in the during the great COVID epidemic? Blah, blah, blah. Like, call the law offices of Peter Angelos, because my fucking face will still be alive. Yo, that shit has me more worried than this fucking vaccine does, right? But the focus continues to be on personal choice. I'm seeing a lot of religious exemptions being pushed and stuff like that. In San Francisco and New York City, they are placing mandates for anybody in arenas and big events well, to a, be vaccinated. A lot and of do places. Do you know who plays, who are in uh, big events and arenas? Basketball players. Mmm. <laughs> I have a feeling you're getting ready to talk about our favorite flat earther. Modern day philosopher Kyrie Irving. So, so, his tweet last week was probably about COVID. 
every time I want to talk about how Twitter is one of the greatest places on the internet, I'm reminded of why it's actually a terrible bane on human existence. Oh, it's awful, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Follow us on Twitter at the Flood Pod if you don't. <laughs> at the Flood Pod on all socials if you don't. Everything. And if you don't, you totally should. So, but uh, the NBA was talking about having a mandate for vaccines, and the response from the players' union was non-starter, non-starter. So let's start. Let's start there. How do you feel about vaccine mandates? If we, you know, for the people who haven't listened to us talk about it previously, or if we haven't discussed it, you know, in depth previously. How does a vaccination mandate make you feel? Just a little pinprick. Jake, you show me where it hurts. Little you pay, you are receiving. That's a Pink Floyd song about heroin. So I feel like that is a fully loaded, like, answer to my, like, that could be taken so many different um, ways. Actually, that just popped in my head because I was thinking uh, a little pinprick. Of being cheeky. For the NBA, probably should be vaccinated considering you're making millions of dollars and if you fuck around and find out and like people in arenas start getting sick. Okay, so that hits on two very interesting points to me. Right, because um, first and foremost... I have already stated, and for people who may be listening for the first time, I feel like we're way too far gone at this point to really start caring, to pretend like we're caring about this kind of shit. Because let's get, let's be, let me, let me jump off that ledge first and foremost. Kyrie Irving is pretending to care about this shit because he's a fucking millionaire. But I'm going to go from the everyday man perspective here and say that you guys are also pretending to care about these mandates right now too because it's been fucking politicized because there are tons of vaccine mandates that were already mandated you didn't care about them then you have to get a fucking uh hpv vaccine right and nobody wants throat cancer just ask michael douglas (laughs) wow (laughs) this is something to make note of Kyrie was not in the bubble. Okay, cool. If he is willing to risk his fucking million dollar, like million dollars for all the charities and stuff that he's set up and all that shit, then over this, if that's the hill he's willing to die on, fuck it, son. I'm tired of arguing with people about this shit, right? And like, once again, this is me as a black man if he does in this, the he United won't be States. Able to play home games. Yeah. He just won't be able to play half the season. Yeah, this is me as a black man in the United States who knows about the Tuskegee experiments, who knows about like the syphilis, night doctors, all that shit. Like I'm fully aware of all of the tinfoil hat shit, my niggas. Like let's not, for our new listeners, y'all might be a little confused as to why, you know, somebody who has read five percenter books and all that stuff is still getting fully vaccinated. And I, it's because ignorant. How that much I of it is because you're a father? 
it's ignorant that I even have to trade. No, it's not because I'm a father. It's because I fucking trust science. It's because of fucking science that we're not dying from fucking polio and rickets and shit. Yep. My nigga, the reason you don't get scurvy every time you go on a fucking cruise to ball out for the little Instagram thing that you trying to impress is because of fucking vaccines. Vaccines that you have to get in order to leave the fucking country. That you have to get to go to public school. You were getting in order to leave the hospital for the first time. The reason why the infant mortality rate isn't as high as it used to be is because of these vaccines. And I know there are people who will argue that, like, you know, the like the mortality rate for delivering mothers on like the African-American side is high. And that is for reasons that include being excluded from modern day science, right? Like, I just, I, once again, I would like to emphasize conflation between the medical sphere and the corruption of capitalism cannot be overstated, right? Like, it has been completely absorbed by the conspiracy that is big medicine, right? Big pharma. The conspiracy that is big, we've been primed for COVID denial. And I want to remind people of that again before we go further into the absurdity that is Kyrie Irving. So, from this Rolling Stone article, which was a bombshell of a fucking article. Right. Irving, who serves as a vice president on the executive committee of the Players Union, isn't that pause. fucking wild? Right, like, let's pause there. This dude who is an admitted flat earther. See, this is the complexities of, like, human nature, though. And that's another thing that I feel like is important to focus on, right? Because we often forget that, at times, people who even do good things, right? People who are even out there doing great things. Because Kyrie does a lot for charity, and he's really been influential in promoting the WNBA. That is why it is so dangerous to paint people as, like, monoliths, right? That is why I think one of the Ten Commandments, right, was, like, no false idols or no, whatever. Thou shalt have no false idols before me. Right. It, because the that that is the danger in taking a celebrity or somebody of, like, cultural importance and idolizing them. It is often easy to oversimplify the characters of a person who is doing great charity work but also happens to be a fucking flat earther god damn it. now let's pull in somebody who i consider giving the championship wing ring this to this week but he's already has five <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said, There is no room for players who are willing to risk the health and lives of their teammates, the staff, and the fans simply because they are unable to grasp the seriousness, unable to grasp the seriousness of the situation or do the necessary research. What I find especially disingenuous about the vaccine deniers is their arrogance at disbelieving immunology and other medical experts. Yet, if their child... This... This, this, let's talk about that shit, right? Because what he's saying is if their child was to get sick, where are they going to go? Where do they go? They don't go to Dr. Sabi in them. They don't. They go, they take their ass to Anne Arundel Medical, 
right? Where they have the expensive equipment that has been proven to be able to see what the fuck is wrong with your kid. They go right over there to children's hospital and shit where it has been proven to take the little bald Caillou kids. I'm sorry, guys. It, look, I got every now and again to... Because it gets heavy, right? Like... But they fix them, right? Like, fix them isn't a very good way to describe what happens at Children's Hospital, right? But it is miracles, right? They go to the miracle workers who are not these healers and shit that you find on Instagram. And there's no disrespect to the healers because, like, I've admitted, I, you know, I fucking look into the root work and shit, too. Because I do think that there is something to that. But the absolute denial of what it is that the medical professionals have provided us is insane to me how quickly we flip narratives right and i it, i blamed it on or i didn't blame it on gen z but i said gen z was guilty of this earlier right we are so as a society we are so fucking quick to forget actual history in order to fit a fucking narrative and it pisses me off son like what which is why we're doing the this day in history one week from now it's why the fuck we do this show it's why we do the show that it segment's is, gonna be a, an every week thing by the way it so. is literally why we do the show yep. the flood is here to take what is trending and put it in context and put it in context so to continue with actual American treasure, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They are failing to live up to their responsibilities. Would you say he is a national treasure? <laughs> For what it's worth, he does have the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Damn, so he is a national treasure. Somebody call Nicholas Cage. So is National Treasure 3. We're gonna kidnap Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> This could be like National Treasure 3 meets Airplane 3 in that. I was one, thinking National thirds. Treasure 3 meets the Da Vinci Code. Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was an airplane. <sighs> Is this like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, but with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> All right, give me somebody. I'll see if I can get there from Kareem. To Nicolas Cage. How long does it take before... Okay, uh... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was an airplane with Leslie Nielsen, who was in Naked Gun. Who am I trying to get to? Nicolas Cage. With O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I feel like that was a very interesting choice. And I want to know how you're going to get from O.J. Simpson to Nicolas Cage. To Johnny Cochran. Okay. To David Schwimmer, who played Robert Kardashian. What is the connect? Okay, nice recovery. To Jennifer Aniston, who was Rachel in Friends. David Schwimmer was Ross. Yes, nigga, I know who the fuck Jennifer Aniston is. I'm trying to figure out how you're going to get from Jennifer Aniston to Nicolas Cage, right? Because you're making the leap from fucking O.J. Simpson. He was in a Naked Gun movie! 
Anyway. So, Kareem. So, it's not possible. <laughs> if I go to Jennifer Aniston, then I could go to... Uh... Oh, that's right. We were doing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Alright, keep going. So, anyway, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and COVID. So, they are failing to live up to the responsibilities that come with celebrity. Athletes are under no obligation to be spokespersons for the government, but this is a matter of public health. By not encouraging their people to get the vaccine, they're contributing to these deaths. I am also concerned about how these perpetuates the stereotype of the dumb jocks who are unable to look at verified scientific evidence and reach a rational conclusion. So, okay. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has like five championship rings, two PhDs, a Presidential Medal of Freedom, multiple best-selling books. It's just, okay, so like unpacking that statement alone right there, right? Here is the duality we're being faced. That's not the right word for that. Here is the, I guess, scales we're being faced with, right? The, the ultimatum? On one hand, you have COVID deniers who are saying, no, this is a plot. It's a scheme to get everybody to fall in line. And you know, it's a control tactic, right? So at the worst, right, if they are right, then we are all falling in line for what is ultimately, I don't know, like some giant planet cleansing effect. Or in Kyrie's case, it is satanic programming because why else would it be anything else? It, it, oh yeah, let me read that. Yeah, no, please read for our listeners so what Irving, it is that Kyrie Irving thinks is wrong with the vaccine. Irving, who serves as vice president on the executive committee of the Players Union, recently started following and liking Instagram posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims that secret societies, quote unquote, are implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan. Now, I know I had my white co-host read that to you all just now, right? And I know I said that this is what Kyrie Irving believes, so I guess I have to put in allegedly after it because he just follows and likes posts from a gentleman who, or person of interest, who posts these things. But... Look, he just wants to have a well-rounded worldview, okay? This is also a nigga who thinks the earth is flat. I know, that was the joke. Um, oh, wow, wow, okay. Kudos, you got one, you got one. So, my point here though, how long will niggas continue to use smartphones to agree with dumb shit like that? Right, like, you're literally, using a phone that was invented by the same science that you are like speaking against to be like you people are just sheep and you continue to play into the system on a phone that allows you to continue to play into the system what kind of sense does that make like the hypocrite the like the 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 fuck like oh my god it's so insane it breaks my brain yo the hypocrisy. Anus the cancer, levels of anus, the veteran center. Anus. Bought anus. 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 Anus Cantor. Anus Cantor. Yannis. 
Isn't it Giannis? No. Ennis Cantor and Giannis are different people. Uh, so how's the name spelled? E-N-E-S. Oh, okay, okay. I thought, I thought it was a Y. Oh. I feel like I... Yeah, anyway. So the veteran center, devout Muslim, outspoken liberal, and Boston Celtic. Uh, senses a creep of the religious right upon his workplace, which just happens to involve players like Jonathan Isaac sweating all over him and yelling in his face. If a guy's not getting vaccinated because of his religion, I feel like we are in a time where the religion and science has to go together. I've talked to a lot of religious guys. I'm like, it saves people's lives. What's more important than that? They don't believe it saves people's lives. And can we talk about why they're using religion as an exemption? They believe, and which I think may be true to an extent, that stem cells play a part in the vaccine, right? And that they, the stem cells are sourced from aborted fetal tissue, right? Like tissue from fetuses. Yeah. So they are now, which is the same reason that the Hasidic Jewish rabbis in Israel were refusing to get vaccinated, right? And you know what happened in Israel? There was a huge outbreak of COVID amongst the Hasidic Jewish population. <laughs> I feel like it sounded like somebody's fucking grandfather just now because God damn it, it should be fucking common sense, right? And if Americans paid attention to anybody else's fucking news other than American news, right? Then a lot of these fucking conspiracies wouldn't even hold any weight. You know what I'm predicting that's gonna come out of this? An NBA lockout. I mean, it's not just the NBA, though, because... No, I mean, like, specifically, the NBA... Like, you read this article. They, they yeah. have so little control right now, and you throw that on top of the players, well, like, signing contracts and then de demanding trades all the time. What I'm I, pretty what, sure the next time the collective bargaining agreement is up, the owners are going to be like, we are not putting up with this. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like... With the NBA having lower vaccination rates than the fucking NFL, right? Which, according to this Rolling Stone article, is notoriously more conservative than the fucking NBA. And I think that that's kind of obvious, right? Is the NFL is a bit more, at least mo more NFL players. They're all are. owned by old, every team is owned by old white guys. But the NFL has a higher vaccination rate than the NBA right now, right? That might and, be because NFL players have more to lose. You have to remember the minimum salary of an NBA player versus the minimum salary of an NFL player. So, with these mandates, I, I had a thought the other day. What if it wasn't the um, stop the steal thing that started the Civil War, but it was the vaccine mandates? How much you know more what that's making me think? How much more frustrating would it be if this is the thing that started the Civil War and not Donald Trump? You know right? what I'm like, just imagining? A year and a half later, when New York is like a complete, like, just war zone and everything. Oh, uh, you Mad Max New York, though? No. Right behind the Barclays Center, Kyrie Irving has a tie tied around his head and beer bottles on his fingers. Warriors! Come out and play! And then all of a sudden, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson walk out and... So Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are vaccinated, right? It's gonna become the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated, and it's just and the most epic game of two on two to determine the fate of America. Because Kyrie already would would have won the Green Party nomination. 
can't you see it though? Like, I feel like some people are being like, that's that's way over the top, but it, it's not though. Like this, the COVID vaccination thing is so much more, like people are so much more passion, passionate about getting vaccinated than they are about the Stop the Steal movement. If you think January 6th was bad, just wait till you see, because they're legally trying to challenge Biden's vaccine mandates for government workers now, Yeah. right? And a lot of experts, legal experts, are saying that there's already precedent, precedent, which there is already precedent for vaccine mandates for, you know, employment requirements. But... Like, I just got a fucking notice in my uh, mailbox the other day at my job about fucking uh, the hepatitis vaccines and shit like that. And it's like, you have to get those vaccines and y'all have been had to get those vaccines and nobody fucking cares about that shit because uh, nobody- Yeah, one of the, those are like some of the baby vaxes, right? It, yeah, yo, you, those are the vaxes you get all throughout high school and shit like that. So as we're closing out this here, I want to remind everybody to remember that we have been primed for the distrust in the medical industry, thanks to Big Pharma and conflating medicine with the medical industry, right? And we, everybody wants everything to go back to the way it was before COVID, right? Like COVID is like a fucking thorn in everybody's side. It is a literal agitation, right? Already, it's an agitation exasperating people who are already agitated because of, you know, fucking the political climate and the cultural climate at the moment. And the fact that we can't come to agreement on how to put an end to this agitation, it's so disheartening to me. I don't even know how we're going to begin to approach things like fucking climate change. Well, I have two other NBA notes. You heard about Ben Simmons and everything, right? Yeah. So so how do you feel about Ben Simmons just being like, get me out of here, I'm never playing another game for you guys all ever again? Well, yeah, nigga, if everybody... Like, this seems like a... This goes right on top of what I was saying. Like, there's gonna be an NBA lockout. If they were all, like, blaming me for losing the fucking championship and shit like that, like... It, it's almost like they are entirely putting the blame on him. Well, it kind of entirely his fault. Wow. So you are in agreement with... Dude it. shot 30% from the free throw line in the playoffs. What was his in-season average? More than 30. So this is like my McNabb argument, right? Like, let's take it back to football here. And like when McNabb played with the Eagles 2008, right? Like it was... I think it was 2008. And, the year um, they made the Super Bowl? Yeah. 2004. 2004? Yeah. Right. And McNabb was throwing interceptions. This was a dude who was like looking at being like a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? It's because he had T.O. And he completely, you think he threw them interceptions because of T.O.? No, I'm saying the reason he was looking like a Hall of Fame quarterback was because no, of No, even before then, he was looking like a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Like, I feel like... T.O., that's what made them like an NFL dream team because it wasn't just T.O. that they had on the team at the time. I can't. It, I, Brian Westbrook? Yeah. It, like, yeah. So 
there was a reason the Eagles made it to the fucking Super Bowl is what I was saying. Yeah. And for McNabb to choke like that during the... I feel like it's what happens, right? Like, at first I thought it was a conspiracy. Like, maybe he threw the... Because it's Philadelphia, you know, he threw the fight for, like... Or he they were also the playing against Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. Anyway, I, he threw... I, I thought, you know, he threw the Super Bowl for um, betting purposes, right? Like, because, like, the odds were probably on... And it's Philadelphia, right? Like, come on. Come on. If Jordan is willing to shave points off of a fucking game for betting purposes, you really think that Tom Brady or Donovan McNabb would fucking be less? Come on. Anyway. But, I mean, like, like people were trying to... Some of the Sixers were trying to go out to Ben's house. Once again, Philadelphia, right? Right? No, I mean, I could believe that... They were trying to be like, hey, man, we... It's all cool. It's fine. He's like, nah. One of the only, what, three stadiums in the NFL that has a, like, on-site, like, jail or prison, whatever, jail, you know, for, because their fans like to throw batteries and shit like They threw snowballs at Santa. Son, all I'm saying is, yeah, nah, I, I wouldn't want to keep playing for Philly either if the whole city was blaming me on losing the fucking championship. So... The last basketball note, I want to say great career, happy retirement. One of my favorite basketball players, J.J. Redick. Score one for white guys that can shoot everywhere. I thought you were going to say great career, happy retirement to Kyrie Irving. Because it's clear (laughs) if this nigga don't get vaccinated, this will probably be the last year we see him play basketball. So, yeah. Moving on. Closing out, let's talk about Amazon. Continuing to make headlines, Amazon has made some controversial moves in the past. You know, they raised their minimum wage before everybody else was going to raise their minimum wage in an attempt to look good. Yeah. Um, They refused to give their workers union rights in an attempt to continue to look like an evil corporation. Yeah. Um, They introduced, you know, automation into their uh, workforce in order to look innovative. Yeah. Right? One of the latest things that Amazon has done, they have decided to remove pre-employment drug screening from their employment requirements in order to promote they need people as we've discussed previously on the pod there is an employment shortage facing the entire nation some might even call it a crisis right people are refusing to go back to work because for multiple reasons they don't feel like it's safe a lot of people don't feel like they get paid enough to do put up with the bullshit that they put up with. And, you know, uh, a lot of people are just looking for something more fulfilling than a regular ass, like, nine to five, right? So, however you want to put it, COVID put a lot of people in a situation to reconsider their employment status. The country is having a hard time recovering from that, right? Like, a lot of people were fired during the epidemic. Yeah. Um, A lot of people were laid off and given the opportunity to really reconsider 
their life's direction. I think the nation is having an employment reckoning at the moment, right? And I feel lucky finding a job that I really like and that pays a surprisingly well amount. With the continuing trend of, you know, the acceptance of marijuana into normal society, right? Like a lot of people are, a lot of people have like medical exemptions and stuff like that for pot and it, calling pot made me feel like a cop just now. But a lot of people have medical exemptions for weed and shit like that. And getting hired at a new job when you have like, you know, a medical exemption can be difficult because a lot of places still aren't accepting people who piss dirty. So in face of an employment shortage, having a hard time finding people to work for you, it kind of makes sense to finally get with the times. Like it's nothing, it's not new, or I guess it shouldn't be, to me, it shouldn't be commended, right? Cause it's like, if the states are deciding that it's no longer an issue, why are employers still feeling like it's an issue? You know what I mean? So I, I'm not here commending Amazon, but a lot of other employers are following suit because they are having issues getting people to fill positions that need to be filled now. That and everybody knows, everybody in this country knows if they need a job, they can just sell their soul to Amazon. That part, right? It, I think I saw something like Amazon has a 400% turnover rate. Like, they do not keep employees very long. I don't know how my man Keontae has worked there for so long. Shout out to Keontae for a soldier and through that shit. Do you see this becoming widely adopted because, you know, a huge corporation like Amazon has adopted the policy? I feel like if it's Amazon doing that, everybody else probably has to as well just to keep up. Right, like, I think it will cause this huge domino effect. Like, if Amazon stops, Walmart probably will too. And that's how things work in this country, unfortunately, right? Like, we because our country is a corporatocracy we can't you know rely on our politicians to do the shit we have to wait for corporate america to make the move and i'm just wondering if okay so i guess my point is i'm wondering the through line right like if amazon has now started this domino trend of corporations removing drug screenings from their requirements of employment. How long does it take before federal rescheduling happens, right? Like how long does it take before like, you know, like if Walmart, Target, Amazon, you know, how long does it take before these big corporations stop including these drug screenings in their shit that the government is just like, okay, I guess we don't need them anymore because it's socially accepted now. If you can work and do cocaine, like, then why arrest people for doing cocaine? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, just to uh, top this off. Oh, so you have nothing to add to that. Like, you don't think, so my, no, seriously though, like, what do you think through line is? If Amazon is doing this now, how long do you think it takes before pot is decriminalized? Because if other corporations are following through, then how long do you think it takes before, I, 
Okay, Amazon the, the Biden administration is a huge. Amazon is a huge private sector job, right? Like by the end of the Biden administration. By the end of the Biden administration, you think it's decriminalized? Yeah, because that was one of the things he said. He didn't really feel like was an important issue. Kamala Harris, being one of California's top DAs, was known for her marijuana convictions. I guess for an administration that is looking like, you know, uh, pretty weak on a lot of its like policies and how it operates, this that would be an impactful move. They haven't gotten many of their plans off the ground yet. Well, I'm a little like conflicted. I'm a little conflicted about, once again, us as a society allowing corporate America to decide what is acceptable and what is not. And I think that is part of the problem of capitalism, right? Like here again, if I can like draw it back into COVID, I think, you know, once companies like Amazon and Target and Walmart and Bass Pro Shop start requiring and mandating like, okay, so like one of the big discussions right now in um, the county is the county mandates, right? Like, and whether the, you know, teachers should be mandated to get COVID vaccines or if the week they should be subjected to weekly testing and shit like that, right? And that stretches across all state and local government employments, right? Is the mandate versus weekly testing. And which I've is- I've never actually had a test because I mean, I got, Vaccinated. You're vaccinated. I'm though, vaccinated, right? and honestly, I thought I had it last March. Not last March. It was the March that after we first started this shit, which is when COVID first happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally remember that shit. All up in my house. <laughs> but which do you think is more of an encroachment on your like personal freedoms, though? Weekly testing because you're not vaccinated or being mandated to get vaccinated? Probably the weekly testing. Yeah, which one is more of a burden, right? To continue, and I guess to the people who feel like they're warriors for fighting this shit, right? Like, cause let's acknowledge that, right? Like there is like a chosen warrior aspect to this, right? Where you feel like you're bucking against the, uh, the 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 establishment, right? You feel like you're really sticking it to the man by saying, no, I refusing to get stuck by your dirty needle, who's right? Like, what do, what, do, what do we do? You know, what would, I don't know, I guess I'm asking you like, what would you do if you were in Biden's position? Would you mandate vaccines? Or would you mandate weekly testing for people who refuse to get vaccinated? I'd let Kamala deal with it. <laughs> Just like a white man. <laughs> you deal Behind with it. every man is a strong woman. A strong black lady. <laughs> who ain't need no man. Who ain't need no man. Best plan, let Kamala handle it. Pence was Trump's task force, dude. Y'all not gonna like what I had to say because I would mandate that shit, right? Because I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Facts facts don't care about your feelings. Shout out to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> like, no, fuck Ben Shapiro. But <laughs> seriously, though? We haven't gotten our superpowers. Lame. 
but we haven't grown tails. Who's to say we lame. haven't gotten the superpowers yet? And uh, we haven't died. Lame. Damn, that was very Gen Z of you. <laughs> nah, man, I just, look, I'm, I believe in science, yo, because I'm sitting here recording a fucking podcast on a smartphone and a laptop that we, anybody in the world can listen to if they choose to listen to that shit. That we just drank wine from some random place in Maryland. And it's like, you, you know, we take all of this other shit we get, and I know that there's a difference between, like, tech and, like, medical tech, right? But I'm also, you know, a 31-year-old going on 32-year-old black man in the United States, and I feel like I'm fairly healthy for somebody who just got the COVID vaccine, right? I go to the gym every day. I I wear my mask while I'm at the gym. I haven't passed out yet, (laughs) right? Like, I wear my mask while I'm at work, even when I'm in the room by myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't... I haven't grown hair on my eyeballs or anything. I guess my point is, is if this is what starts the Civil War, (laughs) I'm gonna be super pissed. But the likelihood of there being a civil war increases the percentage chance of me having to use the whip on somebody. If this is what starts the civil war, I'm going to be super pissed that Donald Trump didn't die, even if they made him a martyr afterwards. And that's just to remind you guys that uh, none of this is normal. Don't forget if you stop by uh, Token MTG in Edgewater, you can get a free pack. Of Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Flesh or Blood, Flesh and Blood, and if you're lucky, you might even be seeing me there. And everybody else, keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. And that's at the Flood Pod on all socials. Everything on everything. Deuces, deuces. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.